Welcome back to Intimate with Sunflower Jones, your neighborhood homegirl. This podcast touches on many topics such as relationships, self-care, wellness courses, and much, much more. As a resident life coach, I will guide listeners through the discussion of the gym of the week, as well as answer any questions from listeners. Good morning and welcome to a new episode of Intimate with Sunflower Jones. It is your host, Sunflower Jones, and I just want to let you guys know um, I would apologize for not posting last Sunday's podcast, but I will not because last weekend was a self-care weekend for me. Your girl had to take some time to herself, for herself, to go out, have some fun, just get back into who I am as a person, following the breadcrumbs back to me, as you will. Which you will also notice that in the last few episodes and the announcements, I've had a lot on my plate from wanting to make a show to really trying to get more content to you guys. And so, I'm actually in the process now of recording the segments for the YouTube show, Let's Get Intimate. You could just go and find me on YouTube at Sunflower Jones. I should pop up. You should subscribe because that will be broken down into three segments, which will be um, Let's Get Intimate, where I talk about the topic of the show. Then I also have Self-Care Selfish, where I give you a self-care tip that I used to become the rebuilding coach that I am, which helped me rebuild myself. And then the very last one is Ask Sunflower, which is where I take questions from listeners of the podcast, followers on the Snapchat, Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and whatever have you. And if you send me a question um, anonymously, I would read your question and give you some amazing advice on the question that you asked me. And so... I am really excited to bring that to you guys because um, I really want you guys to see who I am and see me and just understand my passion for why I enjoy sharing, you know what I mean? And as well as why I enjoy being a rebuilding coach at that. So... Enough about me, let's head into the episode. Now, I know in the beginning, I definitely said this may be a twofer, but this right here might be a good three-part episode because I definitely want this month of love to end off stronger than strong and being that i did kind of skip a week i would love for everyone listening to this week's episode to really sit back and allow it to really resonate with you and so we're going to work our way into apology languages right so if you remember like earlier in the month i talked about love languages so, just as there is love languages, there are apology languages, right? So, of course, as you're listening, you're probably trying to figure out apology language. What is that? So, an apology language is the manner in which someone apologizes to you, right? 
it's a way that you would want these somebody who's wronged you to truly show you they are sorry right so we're just looking at in a sense of relationships whether it's friendships familial relationships or romantic relationships we are going to definitely dive into it for example even if someone apologizes sometimes i'm sorry just isn't enough and we each have our own expectations regarding what constitutes an appropriate apology right so there are five apology languages and the five are expressing regret accepting responsibility making restitution genuinely repenting and requesting forgiveness when we think about expressing regret that is when we want somebody to specifically tell us what they are sorry for so that's when it starts to sound like i'm sorry for so when you say i am sorry for it simply means that you show that you understand that you know what you did was wrong and you understand why it hurt somebody but you also know that it comes from the heart the next one, which is accepting responsibility, is when you walk in understanding where you are at fault in a situation. And that sounds like I was wrong. Because when you walk out saying I was wrong, it shows that you can admit your mistake or your wrongdoing and take your responsibility for it. So then, of course, there is making restitution. And that's when you, that looks like simply asking somebody, what can I do to make it right? And when you ask that question, it shows the person that you love them or value reconciling the relationship. Now, when I say or, it's simply for those situations where it is platonic and maybe it's even a work relationship where you may need to understand how do I make sure our work relationship is cohesive in that manner. Then you have genuinely repenting. And that sounds like when someone says to you, I will try not to do that again. Because in that moment, it shows that they are genuinely wanting to change their behavior as well as agreeing that they are wrong with what they have done. And by far, one of my favorites is requesting forgiveness. And that can simply just look like, will you please forgive me? Right? Because that just shows you want to be forgiven and that you admit fault. Now, the amazing thing about apology languages is simply just like love languages, everyone has different ones. Now, with an apology language, you will understand how someone apologizes to you. But the greatest thing about apology language, just like learning your love language is, you are able to then say, hey, understand that you're trying to apologize to me under this realm. But it would definitely mean more or hold more weight with me if you apologize in this manner. For example, I am somebody who I, when I am wrong and someone has to apologize to me, my preferred 
apology is accepting responsibility. That is the way I give my apologies. That is the way I would like to receive my apologies. Simply because accepting responsibility, at least for me, allows me to know that you know that you've done something. You're acknowledging that it was something that I became unhappy with. And because it is not something you are meaning to do and you do not want me to be unhappy, you find a way to tell me, hey, I'm sorry and I shouldn't have done that. And... That is showing me that you know what you did after I've expressed it has really resonated and you've learned that, hey, with this person, they don't like this thing. And because I care about them this much, I will be mindful of doing that. And to me, that is such, such, such an amazing way to move forward and to grow within a relationship because there's nothing worse than feeling like One, you're apologizing for nothing or there's nothing worse than receiving an apology that seems empty, right? And so I really, really, really implore all of you to learn your apology language. And once we get to the end of the episode, I will definitely tell you guys where to go to learn it. Okay. Now I'm going to get into the communication strategies that work. The vital factor that makes a team work is communication. I know you may have heard this a million times before, but have you ever truly tried to implement some communication strategies? So the following techniques that I'm going to discuss are small steps and many people may dismiss them because of their simplicity. But if you use these techniques in any of your relationships, I guarantee that your partnership will improve. For example, when you are trying to express yourself to your partner or just whomever you are in some form of relation with, never use the words always and never. That feels more like an exaggeration of the truth and it can make anyone feel defensive. It is not effective and it won't help you build a better team. And I really implore that you throw that phrase in the trash. Always and never, rarely ever help nor move the conversation of communication forward. Always use when, what, and how statements. So instead of generalizing with always or never, get specific. This can be for a positive statement or even a negative one. Being specific will make the person feel like you're not judging their whole character and instead that you're looking at specific behavior. For example, I have been with a partner whom had this very bad habit of making jokes of situations that I found were serious. Now, as time went on, I learned that that was their coping mechanism and that they didn't understand, not understand, but they didn't really, it was hard for them to deal with hearing really bad news or terrible news. And so it made this person uncomfortable. And upon making them uncomfortable, they would chuckle and they would laugh. And... I had to transition from saying you always laugh when something's serious 
to me really expressing when you laugh at me telling you something that I think is serious, it makes me feel like. And in that moment, it allowed that person to look at the actual behavior and not himself into thinking like, oh, okay, this is just a a behavior I can fix instead of it feeling like this person doesn't like me. You can always do my favorite which is make a full good sandwich, excuse me, a feel good sandwich. If there are negative situations that you need to address with your person, you can definitely soften it by making sure the negative is in the middle of a positive. That can simply sound like, oh, honey, I definitely enjoy the way you like to work as a team with me. I think our teamwork can definitely soar If after I cooked, you did the dishes, then you can follow it up with. And that way, when you do the dishes after I cook, we are able to spend more time together. It allows your partner to hear what you're saying, but not only hear it, understand that what you're expressing is definitely for the betterment of the entire team. Make commitments to improve the relationship. Commit to one or two small changes you will each make each week. Encourage the small steps that your partner makes by recognizing and affirming their efforts. So, for example, um, this is something that I've learned from my grandmother. Both of my grandparents have passed. God rest Mm -hmm. their souls. And my grandmother used to have a thing about how my grandfather made the bed. And one day, I had looked at her and was like, why don't you just tell him that you don't like the way he makes the bed? And her response to me was, if I tell him that I don't like the way he makes the bed, then he will never make the bed again. And I worked too hard to be able to get him to make the bed. Now, at that moment, I didn't understand what she meant. And it wasn't until maybe a few years later that I actually understood what she meant. He is already doing what I am asking him to do. I don't have to go behind him and nag him for doing it the way, for not doing it the way I would want it done. And it was in that moment I realized that when he would make the bed up consistently for a week, she would then let him know, like, thank you so much for making the bed up. And I do know at some point he would know that she came in and remade the bed. But it didn't change the fact that she still thanked him for making sure he made up the bed. She still told him, like, thank you for remembering what I told you. And in that moment, she felt seen, he felt seen, and they was actually able to get back to what really mattered in the relationship. So remember that changing ingrained patterns take time. So commit to weekly efforts. You know what I mean? Commit weekly to being willing to recommit to being a good person as well as a good partner. And by far one of my favorite, favorite, favorites is don't try to be right just to prove a point. Sometimes you have to ask yourself, Is this going to matter in a month from now? 
Is this problem important enough to impact our relationship as a whole? Or is it petty? Is this problem important, more important than the team? You have to learn how to stop yourself from engaging in unproductive arguments that only deteriorate relationships. If we cannot tackle what's the actual problem at hand, we will spend more and more energy angry and fighting over things that really don't affect our relationship at all. And then, of course, listen. A lot of the times when we talk about listening, we only listen to make sure we have something to respond to. We rarely listen to actually hear. And so a little secret of problem solving and relationships is that most problems get solved by just listening. Believe it or not, most people just want to feel and be heard, whether you agree with them or not. And when people feel heard and understood, most problems just disappear. These are some techniques that you can use that will definitely be helpful when it's time to communicate with one another. Using these techniques will be helpful, especially when discussing hard issues. I like to call this the VME, validation, mirroring, and empathy. So for validation, to validate your partner makes them feel like you think they make sense. So validating your partner's thoughts does not mean you have to agree. It just means that you only have to understand how they could think the way they are thinking from their perspective. A lot of the times, we expect people to see things the way we see them. And because of that, we often feel invalidated when we're expressing ourselves about an issue that we deem is very important to us. And so the reason why I push for validation is because whether or not I agree with you, If I was in your shoes, making the choices you have made, experiencing life the way you have experienced life, then I too would probably come to the same conclusions. And so all validation is asking is that you could understand that if you had experienced life in a manner that they have experienced, that you too would understand why they are thinking the way they are thinking. So in that moment, once you validate, you can move on to mirroring. So to mirror your partner makes them feel hurt. Mirroring sounds like this. Partner A can go, you know, when I reach out to you and it takes you hours to respond to me, it makes me feel like I am not important. Right? To mirror that response can simply say, so I am understanding That when I do not respond to you in a fast enough fashion, you feel as though you are not important to me. That allows your partner to hear back exactly what they've said to you, as well as to literally even give you further insight for you to understand exactly why and to unpack even more. And then comes my favorite one, empathy. To empathize with your partner is to make them feel understood because you truly see why they feel the way they do. 
So now, even with the same example well, from mirroring, the next step would be partner B saying, I'm so sorry that you feel like you are not important to me because I haven't responded back. And it's in that moment that they can realize, partner A can realize that you are actually taking in what I am telling you. On top of taking in what I am telling you, you are understanding and validating how I feel. And it shows me that you are willing to try to change how I am feeling due to this action. And so I think when you have a problem that is so big to discuss and let's say the first, the validation, mirroring and empathy portions are just hard to get through, right? If you really, really, really need to sit down with heavy hitting discussions and you really need a problem solving technique, I definitely implore you the four-step technique. Step one, set the agenda. Make sure that when you are ready to sit down and have a conversation about important topics, narrow down your conversations to one specific problem. You will tackle each individual issue separately. A lot of the times when we have issues with ourselves, Um, and issues within our relationships, we have a very bad habit of sticking to the topic at hand. We want to argue about everything under the sun because now this is our moment to finally get there. You know those arguments where you thought you're finished and then someone enters the room and goes, and another thing. Yeah, those. Set an agenda. And on your agenda, let it be known, we will only be discussing why you're coming home late. We will only be discussing why I don't feel hurt. Because in that moment, you are only tackling one issue compared to it being a combustible situation of a bazillion and and three issues instead. After you pick your specific issue, you go into your step two, brainstorming. Once you have the specific problem, you will be tackling as a team. Brainstorming rules go as followed. Both people must generate ideas. It cannot be just one person throwing out ideas because that is not a team effort. And also, either or both people may write down notes. Write down absolutely every idea that is said. Do not discuss any of these ideas because we are simply in the brainstorming. We will just write down any ideas we could think of. Do not make faces or comments about your partner's ideas because in that moment, they are feeling as if you really don't think their idea would help. When the reality is, we don't know because everything is a theory until we put it in practice. And then after you brainstorm, you can head over to step three, which is basically agreeing and compromising. So after you brainstorm, both sides should select a few of the ideas that you feel are the most promising. And you should discuss them until you can each select a solution. And remember, working as a team, the goal is to solve the problem, not win the battle. Compromise isn't a bad word. Neither of you have to give up anything to come to a working agreement. Now, do understand 
that in my own dealings of love, I do not believe in compromising. But for me, that's because compromising doesn't work on certain situations, which is why I definitely push for everyone to get into non-negotiables. Understand your non-negotiables so that you don't feel like you were losing per se. Because if you are a team, there is no such thing as losing or winning, right? And compromising really isn't that bad of a word. A compromise can really just go, we've decided to meet in the middle, right? And then by far, my favorite, my favorite is the follow-up. So this is also what I like to call aftercare. And depending on the problem that you were discussing, maybe a week to a month later, make sure everyone is still on the same page. And this is important because as you start to make the changes to solve the problem, you become aware of new information. And this new information may lead you to see that your solution may work or it may show you that it does. And then if it shows you that it doesn't work the first time, you can always go right back to step two, which is brainstorming. Because now that you've realized that that may not be the way of working and you guys can discuss and sit down together about why it doesn't work, you can then pull out the other ideas or even maybe brainstorm, brainstorm some more. That way, you will be able to genuinely, truly figure out how to fix the problem that you guys are having. And to be honest with you, if you're unsure where you can learn and gather all of this information, you can head over to my website because I definitely have kits for couples. And one of my kits is a work, one of the couples kits has a activity book as well as a workbook. And in the workbook, you will work with your partner on understanding um, the roles and the expectations you grew up learning, as well as what roles and expectations you have now. You will also sit down and share and learn your love languages, as well as your anger and apology languages. And then you will also understand how to develop a team mentality and how to understand what a relationship vision looks like between the two of you. Because a lot of the times we often fight because how we're framing uh, the image of our relationship to be is based on other people's images and not thoroughly what we want out of life and love. And I really want everyone to just go after and get what they want out of life and love. Life has the tendency to get hard especially when we're moving fast. So take a moment for yourself by attending a monthly meditation circle. The 15th of every month, I guide the circle of sunshine through a 45-minute meditation to help release old feelings and thoughts. The meeting can be found on Zoom. The meeting ID is 830-5028-0633. Password meditation. Tune in and grab a little bit of sunshine. Thank you for tuning in and for allowing me to give you your weekly dose of the Sunshine Effect. 
Listeners can find more content on Instagram at Intimate with Sunflower Jones. That's spelled I-N-T-I-M-A-T-W-I-T-H-S-U-N-F-L-O-W-E-R-J-O-N-E-S. Or you can go to my website, which is www.intimatewithsunflowerjones.webnode.com. Any questions can either be DM'd to me on Instagram or you can email them to sunflowerjones3 at outlook.com. You can just send me the subject that is the podcast question. May your week be filled with love, focus, and determination.